So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. What's up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. It means the world. And you guys know, if it weren't for you, I wouldn't be doing this. I love podcasting and I love talking, but not enough to sit down every week and do a daily podcast, a daily episode. Um, We do this for you guys. And so uh, the fact you're listening means the world to me. The fact that you just give me a little bit of the light of day in your busy schedules, man, it means the world to me. And I'm really excited to just capitalize on the opportunity I have to impart some wisdom, some information, and some revelation that is going to change your life. And it's actually going to help you uh, further along this journey that we call life. Now, this podcast is really targeted towards men who are looking to grow in their sexual integrity, looking to grow in their confidence, and looking to resolve the root issues of their sexual misbehavior. But we have a female audience. Uh, We have guys listening who maybe don't struggle with sexual issues, but uh, have other areas where they want to improve. They want to walk further in their calling. They want to become a better man. Whatever category you may fall into, I just want to thank you guys for listening. And I want to say, I see you. And I'm glad you're here. And we love hearing from you. It's been really cool as the podcast has grown. We're getting more messages, more comments, and it's nothing crazy like our inboxes aren't blowing up. We're not at that kind of scale yet, but every time I do hear from one of you guys, it just puts a little smile on my face. So thanks to those of you who have reached out, and if you haven't yet and you have something you want to ask or something you want to share, I am all ears. And speaking of sharing, one more thing I'll just mention before we jump in uh, to today's content is if you feel like you have been impacted by this podcast, if somehow it's made a positive change in your life. Uh, I have an ask of you, and that is that you would leave a rating and a review on your preferred platform. And that just signals to other people that this is good content and that if it's changed your life or it's impacted your life, then it could impact somebody else's life too. Today, we're talking about the relapse awareness scale. So if you think about somebody who has a porn addiction, right? So the, the problem is I am watching porn, but I don't want to watch porn. And when you fall back into this thing that you're trying to avoid, addiction language is a relapse. So you could call it a slip. You could call it a mishap. You know, uh, it's, it's funny all the different terms that come up when people try to kind of mask it. But probably the most direct language is a relapse. So, you know, for some people it's daily that they're relapsing. For some people it's weekly. Some people it's monthly. It just depends. But the relapse is, you know, it's you've reengaged in the behavior or you've consumed the substance that you're trying to avoid. The relapse awareness scale is designed to to bring a level of consciousness to a situation so that you can preventatively respond. In other words, you know, a lot of guys when they first embark on this journey with porn addiction, they they're like man it's just when i'm in that moment where i'm really tempted i just i just need more strength i just need more willpower to resist or i just need more i need to be more connected with the holy spirit so that i can tune into him and let him steer me in those moments 
but the reality is if you are so focused on just the moments where you're basically caught between a rock and a hard place, you have already lost. The goal is to get upstream. We want to get ahead of this thing as much as we possibly can. We want to make good decisions on the front end so that we're not forced into these lose-lose situations where it's like, well, either I'm going to give in and relapse again or I'm not going to give in and I'm going to be miserable and all I'm going to do is just think about how I need to somehow relieve myself. So that is, that's what the relapse awareness scale is all about and that's what we're going through today. Now, this is not my own uh, framework. This is actually brought to you by Pure Desire Ministries. We've had the executive director of Pure Desire Ministries on our podcast. His name is Nick Stumbo and he was excellent. That was actually pretty recent, I think. And so I'm I'm taking this from these guys. Uh, it's it's just a phenomenal framework, and I know it's going to be helpful for you today. So, without further ado, let's just jump into it. Uh, this is actually called the Faster Relapse Awareness Scale, or the Faster Scale. Okay, and Faster is an acronym. Now, F is forgetting priorities. So when you start to forget your priorities, this is sort of the beginning of you starting into a relapse. Isn't that interesting? Like nothing overt, but for gain priorities. So this is starting to believe that the present circumstances, sorry, starting start believing the present circumstances and start moving away from trusting God. This is denial, flight, a change in what's important, how you spend your time and what you think about, et cetera, et cetera. So this might look like secrets, less time and energy for God, meetings, church, the things that are valuable to you and your personal well-being, avoiding support and accountability people, Superficial conversations, sarcasm, isolating, changes in goals, obsessed with relationships, breaking promises and commitments, neglecting family, preoccupation with material things like TV, computers, procrastination, lying, overconfidence, bored, hiding money. We talk about overconfidence a lot here. I think it's one of the funniest um, indicators that somebody's heading in that direction is when they're overconfident because I, I'm sure I've mentioned this, but we've had people who like, you know, they'll go two weeks without a relapse and they're like, that's it. I did it. I made it. I'm good to go. We'll see you guys later. Uh, you know, I'll come back to the calls if I really need them. But man, I just hit two weeks. So uh, <laughs> pretty sure I'm good to go. And then, you know, four weeks later or whatever it is, Johnny comes back through the uh, Zoom door and is like, yeah, I'm back. I guess I wasn't quite as far ahead as I thought. And it's like, well, maybe maybe that's true. You weren't as far ahead as you thought, but you had made some progress. It's just you let overconfidence get the best of you. So anyways, that one's always a little bit comical to me. But you can kind of you can kind of see how this is like nobody's going to be like, oh, you're procrastinating, bro. Careful. Like that, that goes on another day, bro. You're going to be like buying sex. You'll be you'll be right at the strippers club. You won't even know it. Like it's not. It's not like that, right? These are just small little, um, I don't know, gateways. They're small little entry points that that become slippery slopes. So forgetting priorities. Now, forgetting priorities leads to anxiety, which is a growing background noise of undefined fear and getting energy from emotions. So this is, you know, worry. This might be using profanity, being fearful, being resentful, replaying old negative thoughts. Perfectionism starts to sink in judging other people's motives, making unrealistic goals and to-do lists. There's a whole bunch here. I'm going to actually attach the PDF in the show notes because um, I, I don't have time to go through everything. But the one thing um, or the two things that maybe I'll mention here that I, I think are really important is um, sleep problems, trouble concentrating, so often very typical of anxiety, 
And flirting, I thought flirting was really interesting because I, I would say I've had moments for sure in the last six and a half years that I've been clean where I catch myself just wanting to engage with someone on not like a dangerous level where it's like, whoa, very provocative or whatever, but I can kind of see that my intents are just not quite, they're not quite pure. Like I'm a little bit more drawn because the person's attractive or whatever. And I don't even know if that constitutes flirting because I'm I'm pretty good with the nature of my engagements. I don't really flirt. But even just that heart intent, I have to be really careful. And sometimes that's an indicator for me of like, whoa, need to back up here a little bit because that's not that's not right. And I know what this leads to if it furthers. Now, anxiety leads to speeding up, okay? Because remember, we're spelling faster with our acronym. So we got forgetting priorities, anxiety. S is for speeding up. Now, this is trying to outrun the anxiety, which is usually the first sign of depression. Very interesting. So this is where you're super busy and you're always in a hurry. Uh, you avoid slowing down. You can't turn off your thoughts. You skip meals or you binge eat. Overspending. Can't identify your own feelings or needs. Really interesting. Uh, there's one here that I thought was worth mentioning, and that is uh, over-exercising. Really interesting because... I, I find that sometimes addiction, um, people don't recover from the addiction, they just substitute. And so instead of porn, they exercise. And of course, those are two very different things. Like a porn addiction has obvious ramifications. Over-exercising is like, it's a good thing. You know, it's like the person at, at the job interview who's like, has to list their their shortcomings and they're like, oh, you know, I work too much. I have, you know, I, I perform too well on the projects that people give me. Uh, I have this really bad habit of exceeding expectations. It's like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm super addicted to exercise and people are like, what? <laughs> like exercise is good for you. Like, what are you talking about? But this is actually a thing and it, it's much more psychological. I mean, generally speaking, people, people who are working out like six, seven days a week, it's like you, you're not really doing your body a lot of favors. At that point, um, you're probably overexerting and shooting yourself in the foot a little bit. But even um, even less so, it's it's the psychological part of just getting addicted to something else, getting addicted to the burn or the pump or whatever it might be. And um, it's often like the speeding up stage of uh, the faster scale. I find that this is this is one of those things where it's like, it, it's it's a lot of justification. It's where we start to become aware that what we're doing is probably not great, but we sort of just somehow find a way to justify it. Now, speeding up leads to T, which stands for ticked off. And this is getting a, an adrenaline high from anger and aggression. Okay, so just catch that. This is not person is um, becoming angry and aggressive period. There's a very important detail here. They are getting an adrenaline high from anger and aggression. So you can kind of see why this would happen. Somebody forgets their priorities, they become anxious, and then they start to speed up, right? Now, speeding up is the first sign of depression. And when you're depressed, you start to numb out. You cannot identify your own feelings and your own needs. So then you become ticked off, which is where you, you, you get an adrenaline high from the really intense um, extreme emotions, anger, aggression. So it's the adrenaline high. It's being able to feel again. So if you don't have tools, healthy tools to get yourself out of the speeding up stage where you're starting to numb out a little bit, then you go to T, ticked off. So this is increasing sarcasm, a lot of black and white thinking, uh, feeling of loneliness, nobody understands me, overreacting, 
uh, resentments, pushing others away, blaming, arguing, can't take criticism, defensive, you need to be right. Uh, physically, this could be digestive problems, headaches, uh, you can't forgive people, you feel superior, you use intimidation. Um, this is a really dangerous phase, and I, I've caught myself here before for sure. And, you know, um, I, I can't, I don't really recall now like times where this led to relapses. I'm sure if I could if I went far enough into my memory. But, you know, this is just like a real life thing, isn't it? Like if we forget our priorities, we start to get anxious and we speed up to hide the anxiety, then yeah, I can recall times where it's like, yeah, I've gotten ticked off for sure. And, um, you know, my wife has been like, hey, this is like really out of character for you. Are you sure you're okay? And, um, and honestly, sometimes I've just, uh, I've stayed in it, you know, and I can't take the criticism. I become defensive. I've, I've even used intimidation. You know, I'm a little bit embarrassed to admit that, but that's just the honest truth. And so, um, th this is, this is real stuff, you know, and if, if you're starting to identify like, oh my gosh, I've done this, you know, or maybe I'm doing this, look, there's no shame here. Um, you know, we, we all have our shortcomings, but I hope this serves as a wake up call and, and maybe just a little bit of an opportunity for you to do something about it. Now, being ticked off leads to E, which is exhaustion or being exhausted. So this is the loss of physical and emotional energy. This is coming off the adrenaline high, and this is the onset of depression. So this is where people are panicked. They're confused, hopeless. They're sleeping too much or too little. They can't cope. They're overwhelmed. They'll cry for no reason. They can't think. They're forgetful, pessimistic, helpless, tired, numb, wanting to run. And this is where you really start to experience intense cravings for coping behaviors pornography masturbation sex whatever it might be and this might also be where instead of uh oh excuse me instead of um you know maybe going back to an old behavior you engage in a new behavior something that's different that you kind of can justify so maybe if porn has been your struggle up until this point you start to just drink a little bit more but you're not getting drunk you're just you know, you're just drinking a little bit more because it helps you calm things down a little bit. Um, this is kind of survival mode. This is this is the the real depravity of a person. And I would say a lot of the symptoms listed here are on the more much more extreme side. But again, you might observe this in yourself at at a, a lower level, lower scale. So maybe it's not it's not that you know you have no appetite, but maybe you're just not eating as much as you normally would. You're skipping meals, right? It may not be that you're crying for no reason, but maybe it's just that you catch yourself being a lot more emotional um, in, in certain moments, just more than usual. So again, don't, don't ask yourself like, oh, do I have this? But what you're actually looking for is, am I going in this direction, right? This is a scale. So um, this, again, this is like where like the, the warning signs are all the way up. Like if you continue, you will relapse. It is a guarantee. And that is the last letter of the faster scale. It is the relapse, which is returning to the place you swore you would never go again. So it's giving up and giving in. It's where you've lost control. You're stuck in the addiction, lying to yourself and others, and feeling like you cannot manage without your coping behavior. And this obviously reinforces the guilt, the shame, the condemnation, the abandonment, the loneliness, the hopelessness, the depravity, the frustration, and everything else that comes with a relapse. So isn't it crazy to think we go on this journey all because of the first thing, right? F, we forget our priorities. We move away from trusting God. We deny, we choose flight, 
um, we change what's important. You know, we make a little compromise here, a little compromise there. And then we just slowly or sometimes quickly go down this scale until we relapse. So, oh, excuse me. So this framework has been really, really insightful. Um, this is not something that we are necessarily drilling home. But what I, what I wanted to give you today was just some indicators that you can look out for if you are like me and you want to be on the more preventative side of things. And, and so the, the solutions here, I mean, part of the solutions is you have to work your way back, right? So if, if, you're, if you're caught up in like the R part where you're like, yeah, I just had a relapse, um, then you probably need to work your way back. Um, you know, and of course, you, you're going to want to start your priorities, um, but, but you have to kind of figure out like, okay, am I exhausted? Um, how am I going to deal with my exhaustion? Because again, it doesn't just go away once you relapse, like you're still in that state, right? So what am I going to do? Um, ticked off, you know, is there anything I need to, like you can kind of work your way backwards a little bit here until you get to that place where you can really set good priorities. Now, I mean, again, that's that's not really the, the framework for dealing with this, but I guess what I'm trying to say is don't, if you have a relapse, don't just be like, oh, I'm just going to, I'm just going to reset my priorities and I'll be good to go. I think it's important that you look at some of these intermediary aspects and make sure that they're being addressed as well, because otherwise it doesn't matter how well you set your priorities. If you're bitter and you're resentful about some things and you're stuck in the ticked off stage, then until you deal with that, you're going to you're gonna fast track back to the ticked off stage, right? And that's going to lead to exhaustion and that's going to lead to a relapse. So all this to say is just pay close attention to those things, um, but I think you'll find it'll go a really long, long way. So that's everything for today, guys. The link is in the show notes if you want to access this PDF. I highly recommend you do it. Uh, even if you're not struggling with a sexual addiction, um, this could be just a good opportunity for you to uh, to just further yourself from bad behaviors, you know, and to understand yourself just a little bit better. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you have an amazing day and I'll talk to you guys very soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey everybody, it's Sathya again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.